Listener Production. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I like to call him Mr. Happy. Happy, happy, joy. Happy days. We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, a very happy Friday and a very happy International Youth Day to producer Bron. Uh, who's in the studio, probably the only person who deserves any sort of praise uh, and celebration for that particular day. Would you consider yourself a youth anymore, Bron? I don't know. I feel like in my mind I am, but as soon as I'm around anyone a few years younger than me, I really feel my age. I, oh, I just that you when you wait. were 19 and the 18-year-olds come out to the yeah. club, you're like, what's that kid from the year below me doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just you wait, Bron. I mean, you start off thinking, you know, I still feel young. I still feel young. And then you bloody do your back sneezing. (laughs) That's when you really realise you're not youth anymore. Hang on a second, Bron. You're the only one here who's married. So you're disqualified. Oh, kind. You've got a kid disqualified. It's only me. You're the youthful one. Mm. Exactly. What, you've been sipping, mate, from the fountain. (laughs) I just had a lemon and ginger tea, uh, so... (laughs) Um, well, look, we have got plenty for all of you oldies as well who aren't <laughs> celebrating uh, International Youth Day. We have got a very good friend of ours, Tom Cashman, joining us. You might have been with us last week when he did our celebrity coin drop, so we'll ask him how his life, life has changed after that. But also, <laughs> no, quite seriously, Tom has been in the news a lot recently for the real estate landlord fiasco that he kicked off and I absolutely cannot wait to talk about it because apparently it's had some repercussions which I'm very interested to hear about. So we'll also dive into the mailbag. Let's jump into that. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, first things first, Matt, breaking news. We've been following this for a long time. The shortages around the world. The supply chain issues. Oh, mate, don't get me started. I mean, the amount of lettuce jokes. Oh, the lettuce gags. You know, broccoli stems recently. The cost of living is going through the roof. You can't get your hands on timber. Mate, you're lucky to have a roof. The interest rate's going up like that. I went down to get some sage at the shops. Got a little sign. Sorry, no sage. If you can afford sage, you're doing fine. (laughs) All right, sorry, Mr. Fresh Herbs. <laughs> what the hell are you cooking with sage? Some, I tried to make some homemade gnocchi. <laughs> okay. They do sage and burnt butter. That was the one that most oh. of them had. But we had potato shortages as well, so I couldn't even get them. I just ate burnt butter. <laughs> but no. Just drinking it like soup. Yeah. Oh, dear. Little black bits on your lips. Anyways. It is time to get to the latest victim in this ongoing debacle. And what Matt's is it now? What news is it? Out of France, potentially Uh-oh. out of Dijon itself. Oh no. You're right. It's mustard shortages. Oh my god. First they came for the lettuce, now they've come for the mustard. What next? Bread? Ham? <laughs> it's a slippery slope, isn't it, but Swiss cheese? Yeah, the news has come through to you somewhere. It's all (laughs) it's due to a lack of mustard seeds and need it to make the condiment. There it is. A severe drought in Canada, poor harvests in France and the war in Ukraine have combined to reduce the supplies of mustard seeds available 
to producers, which is no good because, you know, that old English, it relies on the seeds. You need the seeds in there. I mean... For the whole grain. What's the old old English one? It's whole grain and then there's Dijon and there's hot English, I think. Mm. Hot Amer- or American, that's the hot dog one. Yeah, and the yellow yellow tube, pour that one. Yeah. Do you rate that one? Oh, I always put a little bit on just mm. to, I go, every time I have a hot dog, I'm like, do I like this mustard <laughs> on my hot dog? And then I put a little bit on, I'm like, no, not really, I don't. <laughs> but every time I do. Hey, um, it's a weird thing to have a shortage of because really you don't use much of it anyway. I tell you what, the mustards in my fridge has been there a long time, particularly that whole grain. You know, because then you got both and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going for Dijon each time I need mustard. In what instance do I need to mix it up to the whole grain? I don't know. Yeah. It's sitting in the fridge alongside the um, pickled turnip as well. That's been, it's taken a while for you a while to get through that jar. What? Got the pickled turnip jar. I've never heard of anyone having a pickled turnip. They're, sort of, they're like fluoro purple pickled, pickled turnip. I use it like a surprise. I've got a big one, so it's taken me a while. Oh, but, um, those. I'd make a bibimbap sort of thing and I put in, you can put it in like bowls of something. Yes, I know what that is. Oh, you know what? I'm, I host a cooking show <laughs> and I didn't know that that was pickled turnip. Pickled turnip. The bright purple stuff that you yeah. see in like bows or uh, in yep. a lot of Medi- Mediterranean sort of, mm-hmm. oh, there you go. Mate. You get down to that Mediterranean wholesalers and uh, you were going to be picking yourself up some pickled turnip. I mean, I can't. I'm banned. I accidentally stole all this one time. But <laughs> if you're hey. allowed access, you get down there and uh, and pick it up. But what's what's the longest lasting jar in your fridge? What's been there the longest? Because I think if there's a mustard shortage, the humanity needs to come together and just share the half empty ones of mustard <laughs> with those in need. I think that's what we need to do. A mustard drive. Do you know what annoys me about science? Annoys me about science. They reckon they can come up with a bloody vaccine for COVID, Mm. but they can't figure out how to make a dip or mustard without the pool of water that comes to the top of it. Disgusting. Get out of it, yeah. Just Just make me some dry mustard science, for God's sake. I had a jar of pickles in my fridge for, and I'm, and I do not exaggerate, eight or so years. Um, because I won a comedy competition called the something like the Funny Pickle Comedy <laughs> Comp from in Wollongong, and it was like, is that a saying? It was. I don't know. I don't know why it was pickles. It was like pickled comedy or something like that. And then and um and I won it, and they gave me a jar of pickles. You beat which all the just, other. You are the funniest pickle of of the jar. <laughs> and um and they just printed out a label and wrapped it around the jar and gave it to me. But it was the only trophy I had, so I kept it for a long time. <laughs> I needed to let people know that I was the funny pickle of Wollongong in two thousand and eight or something. Most people who win trophies, you know, do a Zoom interview and they've got their Grammys on the wall in the background. They've got their Emmys and Madokai <laughs> just does his Zooms from in front of the fridge, an open <laughs> fridge. So I got my accolades in here. Thank you very much. Tell you what, I wasn't having a glass of uh, champagne from that trophy. Not mixing the champers with the pickle juice. No, the old pickleback shot. That's what you want to do. But look, speaking of funny pickles, we've got one coming up for you in a moment. Mr. Tom Cashman joining us on All Day Breakfast. Up next. Now, you might know our next guest from his regular appearances on the project or his sold-out comedy show, Graphs, but uh, you're probably more familiar with him as the very first celebrity dropper in the World Championships of Drop That Coin. Celebrity. Drop That 
Bitcoin. Hello there. This is Tom Cashman. It's a very big hello to Mr. Tom Cashman. G'day, Tom. Oh, what's up, guys? I actually, um, yes, I remember with fondness uh, recording myself dropping a coin. Um, and it was also requested of me specifically to do a bit of a spiel before I dropped said coin, where I was asked to refer to myself as, as you just said, the first celebrity coin <laughs> dropper. It's true. I'm at a point in my career where I'm, you know, I'm doing all right, but I wouldn't consider myself a celebrity. I found it quite a cringy thing to record. I, <laughs> I think I had like three goes at like how to word it correctly. Uh, and then it was not used, I noticed, in the final oh. broadcast. <laughs> oh, no, did we chop it? <laughs> it you got said, chopped. Oh, yeah. That coin was Tom Cashman's, just so you know. No, oh, no, 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 no. It was a double. A... It was a double. You yeah, were listening okay, to okay, Friday's okay. podcast, but <laughs> okay. on Wednesday we gave you the what, okay. what you were Thank deserved. God. Thank um, Christ. But, you know, first off. I in there and everything. It's like I worked hard on that little spiel. To hear it cut broke my goddamn heart. First stop is drop that coin. Next thing you'll be in the jungle, mate. Just you wait, okay? Yeah. We... Yeah, we're uh, we're we're trailblazers here now. Now, Tom, mm. now let's get stuck into the, the the stuff you've been in the news about over the last. It seems like a never ending cycle where you continuously start mm. popping up because it actually sounds like you've you've almost what would I say lit a fuse that's created a kind of explosion in the world of real estate. Can you tell us where you were and what happened when uh, this whole rental landlord fiasco kicked off? Well, to summarize, basically what happened is I was looking for a new apartment and um, I had a, quite a while to look, like I had like two months to look and um, I got approved, like I started going, uh, making applications, going to inspections and I got approved for, for one that was a bit small for me. Like I would have lived there, but I had a while to look for like better ones. And so I found myself in a unique position where I could just mess with a real estate agent. <laughs> um, so I'm like, perfect, uh, because <laughs> now they need me. Well, like they were seemingly desperate to fill it. So I... yeah. And as part of my application, I'd submitted like three applica uh, sorry, references, which is quite normal these days. You often have to provide like three. one from your, well, it's often one from your current landlord to prove that you're a good tenant, one from your current employer to prove you've got money, and then sometimes a personal reference to prove like you're a good friend. <laughs> I don't know why that comes into it. Well, because everyone's friends with their landlords, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. they're, they're lovely people to chat to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to email my friend being like, can you say I'm a good guy in a Word document for some reason? And then it's like, all right. Um, that's just a little bit of something I say to uh, to pretend I don't just uh, fudge them and forge them like everyone. But <laughs> um, sure. no one's getting their friends to actually do that. But basically I asked... The, uh, the, the real estate agent, I'm like, great, thank you for approving me. Before I'm happy to go ahead, could you please get a reference from the uh, landlord for a previous tenant of theirs to prove that they're a good landlord? Yeah, <laughs> I proved I'm a good guy. Let's see some proofs that this... Did you, have you ever um, thought about this before? It was just spur of the moment. You're like, this is this would be funny. I was just bored that day. I was. I remember <laughs> I, was, I was going for a walk. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't help it. Like, I think, I don't know. I, yeah, I did have a sense of power. I'm like, yeah. they need me. I've never been in a real estate situation where they, they want me more than I want them. It's like, I would have abused this immediately. Uh, so I did that and then they told me to, um, they asked what I meant and then basically immediately cancelled my approval. Um, so they, like, you'd given the green stamp, but after you asked that yeah. question, suddenly rug ripped out from underneath you. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought they might say no. But I didn't think they'd just immediate, like, just to dare to ask was, like, an immediate cancellation. It's like, what? Um, but then, of course, I'm like, oh, you know, that's something to pop up on social media and then at least I can get a few retweets out of this. Um, there's a silver lining to, to every struggle if you're living life as a comedian. And, um, yeah, just got a bunch of shares pretty quickly. 
And then what happened? Sorry, this is kind of a, a long little. Please, we are going to hear all of it. Then, like two weeks went by or something, and basically now I actually needed to find a place. I still hadn't found a place. I started looking with a friend of mine for a two bedroom place, and um, we went to a few inspections. One in particular we really liked. We made an application like right off the inspection. We offered like a hundred dollars more than the asking price of the rent. Also, this was during COVID. With like earlier this year like just off the back of COVID where the market started to really change and like rents started to go up. So it was like, mm-hmm. we really wanted this place. And then the, that new real estate agent texted me, like, would you like to uh, make any other requests? And I'm like, what do you mean? And then he's like, would you ask, like to ask me for a landlord reference, for example? <laughs> I'm like, shit. So by this stage, there'd been like news articles about that first. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got approved the next day and I'm like, perfect, I found a place. Literally only had three days now before yep. I moving in my old place. And um, I'm, I like called the real estate agent. I'm like, sweet. He was just asking, like he enjoyed that I was the landlord reference guy. Like he, you know, yeah, it's a story right. for his real estate mates. And um, I organized like a time to set up the, to grab the keys and stuff. And then um, later that day he emailed saying, the, the landlord's made a last minute decision to, to say no. I don't know, I can't tell you why, it's private. You can't, he couldn't tell you. And I'm like, I called him. I'm like, dude, is this because of the landlord reference thing? And he's like, I can't like, confirm or deny that. It's, 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 it's private. Oh, I'm no. like, whoa. I mean, you knew, man. Did you tell him? He's like, I cannot confirm. I don't. Oh, my God. So have you found a place? You were like blacklisted from every rental arrangement in Australia? I then made like three applications in like the last few days that I had. And I started going by Thomas instead of Tom um, <laughs> because I figured they'd just Google me, I suppose. And like, to be fair to a landlord, like, yeah. if you Google me, it's just, it like was covered by a lot of different media. It's like the most annoying tenant to life, basically. Yeah, wow. Well. Um, but it, I did find a place. But then I suppose, yeah, the, the, the final thing to happen is some member of the lower house in ACT parliament saw that this was going kind of viral and was like a, an idea that people liked the idea of and put a motion for it for the government to have to formally consider making that like a requirement, you know, when tenants request it. And the motion passed. So the, the ACT government are now formally considering whether to make my joke. Mate. Uh, like an illegal requirement. <laughs> this is incredible. So <laughs> my dream is that it spreads to other states and then the woman, the first uh, real estate agent who cancelled my approval because I asked, she literally said it's not a requirement. In um in the email to me, if it becomes that <laughs> in the future, she's getting a reply. <laughs> can I um I want to throw something in the mix here while we're on real estate, Tom? And yeah. you, as you can see, as we've just heard, you get things done in this space, things that don't make sense. All right, can yes. you make it your next mission? So when someone's selling a house mm. and there's cracks all through the roof and the gutters are rusty, mm. they could go, well, you can get a building inspection if you like, (laughs) and every other individual can get their own building inspection and pay for that. No. How about the people who are selling this absolute (laughs) dank cave get a single inspection and everyone is free to look at it to judge how much this house costs and what they're getting themselves into? It is crazy that it's the only context in which, like, if you went into a uh, Woolworths or something and it was like, oh, I'd like one apple, please, and they gave you a weird-looking apple and you're like, oh, is this safe to eat? But... No Woolworths would say, well, you should probably pay a bloke to find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is the impetus on us? We don't do that. You should do that. 
It's a single thing that everyone that was selling a house should do. Yeah. Oh, it could fall down. Oh, it could kill you. You should <laughs> yeah. definitely pay a block to have a look. Unbelievable. <laughs> that for sure. Mold, Where asbestos. Well, if you feel that that's something you should check for, maybe if you like, you could pay hundreds of dollars. Well, it's and not these me. blokes, oh, they're out there and they charge, yeah, they charge high rates. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unbelievable. Look, Tom, it's exciting that uh, this particular landlord venture uh, mm. ended up over in the UK on BBC because you are actually doing a tour through London, very shortly, actually, the 7th and 8th of September. So in a month's time, if you happen to be in London or you've got friends there, please tell them to check out Tom Cashman and his show, Graphs. It is going to be an absolute ripper. Such a great venue as well, Soho in London. So please go there, do it. And I guess we would have talked more about Graphs if this had been a visual kind of medium here, Tom. It's sort of tough to describe your funny Graphs on a yes. podcast. <laughs> so I would just uh, quickly uh, like to ask the listener to imagine a graph that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me. I did that. That's it, Tom Cashman. Well That's done. That's the kind of vibe of it. That's it. Whichever access it's on, it's hilarious. Uh, Tom Cashman, thank you for joining us here at All Day Breakfast and hopefully we'll catch you again soon. Thanks for having me. Oops. Well, Matt, every week we do love dipping into the mailbag, and I tell you what, we have an overflowing sack today to get stuck into. <laughs> That's what right. they say, isn't it? All right. Well, Trent, you got in touch with us. That's right. We always look. We do this on a Friday because we get too much mail uh, across the week, and we never get to address all of it. So uh, we we love to, you know, read out some of the messages that we wish we could have done on the day. Trent got in touch with us. This is with regards to when has someone used your photo. Trent said, my Against wife's... your will. Well, that's it. Well, unknowingly, yeah. And Trent said, my wife's sister went skydiving and the company used her photo by putting her on the side of their vans in one of those <laughs> big vinyl wraps. The family only found out when they spotted her face travelling down the <laughs> road at 60 k's an hour. Well, at, least, at least her expression would have matched the speed that she was <laughs> travelling in, you know? Their cheeks going <laughs> down the highway. That would be wild. I wonder if it was from that camera. You know, skydiving videos, they put like a camera on your wrist and it's like that real fisheye lens right in the face. Yeah. As your basset hound cheeks really go <laughs> flapping in the breeze. That's the kind of image you want floating around all over the place. Uh, Ella got in touch about the uh, the topic, what's ruined your name, off the back of our chat about people named Alexa having a rough time at the moment. Um, Umbrella has ruined my name, Ella. Ella, Ella, A, Oh, the song yeah, by Rihanna, yeah. yeah. Ella. Um, Anna, this is as well about what ruined your name. Anna said, my partner of 12 years, his last name is Log. Uh, we can never get married or I'll be called Analog. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's really Analog. spelled the same as well, almost. Wow. Oh, uh, my. Yeah. You could be called Die Cheetal. Cheetal. <laughs> As well. <laughs> oh, <Cheadle>. good stuff. <laughs> Diana Cheadle. Um, we've, we've got Luke on the phone with us as well. G'day, Luke. How you going? Good. How's now, Ipswich today? Nice and sunny as always. Yeah, love a bit of Ippy. What did you get in touch with regarding? Um, it was about when you've made a citizen's arrest. Excellent. Now, we do love, no matter when you're listening to a podcast, you can uh, hit us up about any topic we've covered before. And uh, this is a big one. 
Luke, have you made one before? I've actually made a few, so I'm just, <laughs> I'll just talk about one. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are you? Some sort of John Cena kind of <laughs> just tackling people and, you know, put, sticking them on the ground. The dirty what, what, Harry what, of Ipswich. Yeah. What's going on, man? <laughs> well, I'm actually a little skinny weed and I'm really shy, but when something happens, I just something comes over me and I just, Mate. I don't know, go into a different mode or something. That's incredible because <laughs> one of the first things you said before jumping on air with us was, I'm a little bit nervous to yeah. chat on the All Day Breakfast podcast. <laughs> Aren't you nervous about arresting someone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't just a little bit nervous. I've been wetting myself all day. <laughs> so what? Okay, so give us a situation where you've actually, you know, citizensly arrested someone. Okay, so um, me and my friend, we, we went to Melbourne for a trip and um, he didn't really know that it was cold in Melbourne and forgot to pack warm clothes. So we got there and um, he was freezing. So like, let's, let's get you a jacket or something. So we head into the city and one of the first shops we spot, um, we, we crossed the road and we're seeing this guy pick up this jacket and just started sprinting down the street. So we yelled out to him like, hey, stop, stop. But he kept running. So I just sprinted after him. Oh. Chased him through um, the CBD, probably three or four blocks. Yeah. Um, chased him down, grabbed the jacket, and um, took it back to the owner. Oh. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're looking around the shop, and my friend's like, actually, that's a really nice jacket. <laughs> um, tried it on. Yeah. <laughs> this tried is... it on, and he's like, this is really nice. I might buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> end up buying it, and the owner... He gave us a nice little discount. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mate, that, you guys got done. That that <laughs> criminal was a marketing tool. <laughs> tool. <laughs> Absolutely. A hidden shopper. Yeah, yeah. Just a really yeah. enticing. It you want it the more manager's like, quick, get that fleece jacket with the double pockets. <laughs> <laughs> the velvet underlining. If it's good enough to steal, it must be worth buying. <laughs> exactly. Oh, mate, that is absolutely incredible. A hero uh, of the Melbourne streets. I hope your friend uh, has this jacket to this very day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw him wearing it not too long ago. Bro, I would have just said goodbye to that jacket straight away. I'd have been like, not my problemo, but good on you. <laughs> That's Luke, why we need good, good people like yourself, Luke, exactly, in the world. Luke. Thanks, guys. No worries. Cheers, Cheers for joining us. We'll catch you later. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. And thank you for listening to us uh, for this week here at All Day Breakfast. Or if this is your first show, welcome as well. We've got another big one for you on Monday. Absolutely. We're here for you every single morning, uh, weekday morning, uh, bright and early, 6 a.m. Woohoo! We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.